0: The Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association has teamed up with the Association de la Sommelier Internationale, ASI, to expand awareness and understanding of sake and its many facets throughout the world. ASI has members in over 60 countries and provides a forum for sommelier exchange, educational programs, and competitions. The partnership will enable the establishment of a network of active sommeliers interested in sake and will provide opportunities to communicate sake's potential pairings beyond the framework of Japanese food. ASI's General Assembly was held in Nagoya in July of this year. In September, the ASI Boot Camp will be held in Malaysia, and in November, the ASI Best Sommelier Competition for Asia and Oceania will be held in Taiwan. The World Competition will be held in February of 2023 in Paris. In the future, JSS will continue to coordinate efforts with ASI by providing sake tastings and seminars at events organized by ASI. The
1: people of sake actually brought me into sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually Ginza on the main drag. At first, it was kind of soy sauce. It was miso. To the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day, 1988. Thanks for tuning in this week again to a brand new episode of Sake on Air, the world's very first podcast dedicated to expanding the dialogue surrounding Japan's iconic beverages of sake and shochu. My name is Justin Potts. I am one of your regular hosts here on the show, and we are back in the Japan Sake and Shochu Information Center here this week. Finally, after not nearly enough visits and shows recorded here uh, as of late, and I am joined by a couple of my... Stellar, spectacular, regular hosts,
2: Mr. Chris Hughes. Hello. Yeah, hey it's there. really great. To What's be, shaking? Great to be here um, doing this in person. I'm really looking forward to lots of Saki-infused discussion. Yeah, there's
1: there's been a lot more in-person stuff going on lately, right? It seems yeah. like it's been events galore as of late. It's been really lovely to see. We're, get, we're getting back sake, into the group. Getting back into it, right? Yeah. Right, And then over on the other far end of the table, Rebecca.
3: Hey Justin. How are we doing? I am so excited to be back at the Japan second and Shochu Information Center because I have not been here at all. I I've know. been dialing
1: in. We missed we missed you, we missed you. We a missed long you last time. session.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, It's it's not been COVID related, it's usually been scheduled right. related, unfortunately. Um, so it's really amazing to be back here with you guys yeah. to talk about our favorite subject, yeah. Sake and Shochu. Yeah. Um, it's been way too long. And it just it's nice to be in person, yeah. Because I really feel as though just like when you're with people and you can vibe off body language, you are able to have such a more, you know, more meaningful, and just better conversation. Honestly, you know? even
1: after doing this for the last couple of years, doing this stuff online, I just I still can't get used to Honestly, it.
3: Honestly, mm. when I someone can't. tells me and sends me an email asking for a Zoom. Yeah, I, I, I break out in a cold sweat. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I have like this like I'm gag this gag reflex you're or like, something.
3: No more, no just more. Like, let's let's meet for right? coffee. You know? Right,
1: seriously, seriously. So we're back, and in order to support the quality of this recording, you've hooked us up with a tasty beverage here, Rebecca. You're 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 looking out for us. I do like Rebecca. to, you're, you're, you're do like to spread us. the love. You're looking so out for us. So the
3: libation this evening is a. Uh, new sake from a new brewery, which is uh, called Nichi Nichi Shuzo, who was made by um, a wonderful brewer called Hide Matsumoto. Yeah. And um, like the brewery, the label is called Nichi Nichi, mm. which is actually, I believe, based on a Zen phrase which means, every day is a good day, which is, jeez, that's such a nice, yeah, <laughs> nice, nice um, um, feeling. um pleasant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I can get behind I that. I think we were all Um, sort of the same opinion when we drank it. It's very pleasant. It's a very pleasant drop. And what's really, I think, interesting about the sake, because sake has got such a long history, and we talk about breweries, and we're like, oh, it's 500 years old, or it's, you know, it's, you know, over 600 years old or something. There are those breweries. It's very, very rare for there to be a new brewery because it's so difficult to get a licence to start a sake brewery, right? And so... A brewery which is a new brewery you know, from zero is yeah. it's it's like a unicorn pretty yeah. much in the sake industry, yeah. right? So we're able to try a sake at the birth of the brewery. Yeah. Which is really quite fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, it does feel like the birth of something new. There's yeah. a lot of potential. It still has a lot of development, you can definitely tell yeah. that because yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess sake is uh, a lot of the terroir or the nuance of sake is really much formed by the, the, the microbes that have like, developed over yeah. decades and hundreds of years of sake production. And this brewery doesn't quite have that legacy yeah. of microbes yeah. yet. So it's Sh- going to be... Shiny m- brand
1: new equipment and You can smell yeah. the yeah. shiny brand <laughs> new equipment,
3: actually, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's charming. It's easy to drink. Yeah. It's You can tell it's beautifully crafted. Yeah, oh, it's balance. lovely. It's yeah. also 13% alcohol, which is yeah. really a shift that we are seeing in the market with um, a lot of breweries moving towards creating a sake with a really well-balanced flavor profile, but with an alcohol level that's similar to a wine. Yeah. it's yeah. um, you know
1: cool. Actually, if you hadn't told me that, I don't think I would have picked up on that. And I mean that yeah. in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the stuff I find that's coming at 12, 13 Washy, a, B, right? yeah. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't satisfy. Right, so
3: this isn't this diluted. Isn't, yeah. so he doesn't dilute it to thirteen yeah. percent, he cool. brews it to thirteen yeah. percent. Whereas right. some is diluted to yeah. like yep. soften the um, alcohol yep. level. Yeah. Um, this oh, is brewed really nice. to that level. And you can feel it, it's it's well composed. Yeah. It you know, it the structure is that of a low alcohol sure. sake. Yeah. Um, it's very softly structured, yeah. but um, yeah. it's Really great. It, does, it
1: doesn't feel lacking.
3: No, you know? no, no. It's so it's, it's hard nice. to get a hold of because it's producing a very small amount. Like I yeah. think there's only three or four um, bottles, which would own uh, three or four different varieties which were released in May this year. So it might take a while for that to percolate onto the international market. I'm sure there are going to be parallel exports of it. But hold on, wait for an official distributor to get it to you because um, Hide-san or Matsumoto-san is really particular about the quality of his sake. So um, hold on, I'm pretty sure it will be getting to France where he's got um, quite a distinct uh, distribution line and connections and to other areas um, around the world in the next few years or so. So one to watch. Yeah,
1: cool, very cool. Thanks for bringing that along. That will, that will accompany us throughout the, uh, the duration of this evening. Yeah, so. yeah,
2: it's a good, I really like the finish. I think the finish is keeping me coming back for another sip, which is mm. always a good thing, I think. Yeah. Um, a sake that ends nicely on the finish with a little mm. bit of a touch of umami as well. I think, th- and also that it is quite, it is quite fizzy, right? And I mm. think that adds to the structure as well, yeah. although it is quite a low alcohol. Yeah, and I mou- think gives it's us got mouth feel. yeah mouth feel, mm. and it's got it, it's got the texture, and it's g- I think it's also got enough acidity as well, which is really mm. key um, yeah. when you're making a low alcohol sake. Yeah, I like it actually; it's really growing on me.
3: But this yeah. is a really good example, also of all of us probably know a sake brewery that had to do their like every fifty years koji room renewal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like one of these massive investments that a brewery has to make mm-hmm. to. Um, ensure that the next 50 years of growing is sound yeah. right and but it means that the first three years after the renewal yeah. you get a lot of it wood. Leaves, it leaves
1: its mark <laughs> yeah right yeah. You, you
3: can still taste it then though, of
1: every now and then though it, it, maybe not right away but like two three years in there's this like
3: sweet there, spot. there's
1: a sweet spot where it can is. leave just the most mm-hmm. beautiful trace yeah. that is Oh,
3: just magical.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. magical. It, I mean, it depends on what type of sake you're making, yeah. of course, mm. but, mm. oh, man, sometimes it's just...
3: Indeed. It's a really rare opportunity to follow a, sake's, a sake brewery's journey from zero to hero. Yeah. Pretty absolutely. much. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that's, so it'll yeah. So, cool if, if you do get a chance to try Nichi Nichi sake... Um, Put a me- put a comment in the in the yeah. in you know whatever platform you're on about yeah. what you thought of it. Yeah, um, it would be great to hear what um, your experience is. Totally, yeah. I
1: said and like you said we can you can follow it. So like save yeah. save save that comment and Actually, you get to follow it along. This is, you this, know? is
3: this is good. This, like yeah. right. yeah, so, um, this is pretty heavy on Instagram. Yeah, So they've a got it. Their website doesn't have much information. Follow them on Instagram to keep mm. up to date. Yeah. So it's follow the journey. Tell yeah. us what you think? Mm, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Nice.
1: So this week's episode, uh, we're actually trying something a little bit new. Not entirely new, because we talk about all sorts of things mm-hmm. all the time on every, on every episode. Um, but we're titling this format um, Unfiltered, pun fully intended, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, for and this, a little bit of a new series. And there's a couple reasons um, we kind of want to do this. And basically what we're looking to do is, one, get you some information about things that have been happening um, in the world of sake and shochu. Um, there are obviously channels for that out there, um, Sake Industry News and some of these you know, um, websites and blogs and all that stuff. Um, having that news is fantastic. In a lot of cases, it's probably gonna be more timely in ours because we only record this and put out an episode once every couple of weeks. That being said, we thought it would be fun to share some of that stuff and then discuss and some of the context, as well as just share some kind of personal stories and experiences and things that we're doing here and just um, have an occasional space to where we can just kind of yap about things that are on our mind uh, in the world of sake. So we've got, you know, a handful of things that we're looking to, to kind of dive into this week. Um, one, um, I just caught COVID for the first time. So I'm what just thinking about. <laughs> time? That was my first time.
3: Oh, yeah. I thought this was your second. time. I thought it was
1: your time. second time. No, as well. this is oh. well, at least that I'm aware of. Oh. I just sort of had assumed I had probably caught it oh, once or no, twice. Oh no, your
3: family's come down. My family's come down with, it, come down
1: with yeah. it. That's the thing. Yeah, but I yeah somehow I managed to dodge that um, up until now. And have you guys had this yet? Have you experienced this yet? Touching yeah, the wooden table the, in front of me,
2: very, it's, very. It's very not this, wood, e, it's no. e, very IKEA <laughs> inspired. <Formica. some> wood. <laughs> <laughs> we're in, at least we're in a place which has some genuine wood, so I'm going to touch something later. <laughs> Do you have any um, I have been very lucky, I guess. Um, I have dodged it. I have just really been lucky, I guess. And I, I like I said, I really want to touch wood because I know I'm going to have to go back home soon. I haven't been back to my home country, the Your UK.
3: Your
2: home country is we The UK. I haven't been back in three years. I got a family who really wants to to see me, and um, just you know, like like with you, Justin, I just mm. couldn't take the risk of going over there and getting stranded. But now they have changed the rules. I'm itching to get yeah. back home. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, I haven't been back in three years, and. Um, yeah, I'm missing, I'm missing it a little bit. I'm missing uh, Blighty a little bit. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well,
1: well that I was actually yeah.
3: in your home country not too long ago. Oh, <laughs> I was <laughs> envious. Um, I'm not from the UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which you can tell by my drop valves. Um, <laughs> but I've also never had COVID, which is yeah. kind of remarkable given I'm pretty front line with, you know, yeah. Sake events. And um, I've never had any COVID-like symptoms. Yeah. But then again, since day one of the pandemic, I've had mask a mask on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, before things really went pear-shaped, yeah. I was the only person in my community that was wearing a mask and wearing, you know, latex yeah. gloves. Yeah, because yeah, my yeah. mum was like, you yeah. have to wear latex gloves. You, yeah. have to, yeah. you know, because none of us knew what it was. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I was just, okay, I'll just make sure I take care of myself. Yeah. Um, and... You know, from day one, I've had a mask and I'm so used to wearing a mask now it's actually it's not burdensome yeah. at all. Um, I actually feel really comfortable yeah. with my mask because I know that I'm um, you know doing my bit for the community mm. because we live in Japan and we're in a country with an aging population mm, right. which cannot be understated, you mm, know because, mm. In Japan, we have a very, very large percentage of the po- population who's over 60 yeah. years old who are in that really key vulnerable yeah. um, mm. um, demographic. Yeah. So it's not just about me. It's about yeah. I'm going to take the train to work. There are going to be thousands of people on my train.
4: Yeah.
3: I'm going to wear my mask, and they're going to wear their mask, and we're all yeah. going to do it together. Yeah. You know, And yeah. It, yeah. there's kind of this nice... I don't know, I've always just felt very safe and comfortable
4: Mm. in Japan. I don't know
3: about you guys, but for the International Wine Challenge um, Saka Division Judging, which is held every um, April in London, I had the opportunity to travel outside of Japan for the first time. And then I completely freaked out when I got to the UK because like, departing the plane, Moving through Heathrow, no-one was wearing oh masks no, no one, no one at those. all. <laughs> and I think it had only been a week before that the mask mandate had been repeal, yeah. re- repealed. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone was, like, throwing their masks yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But I was like... I've still got to wear my mask because I've got yeah. to have a negative PCR test. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. So
3: all throughout um, IWC judging, we were you know meeting friends that we haven't seen from around the world in years. You know, everyone's enjoying themselves. Everyone else is maskless and kissing and hugging. Yeah. I've still got my yeah. mask because I'm sorry, I've got to have a negative test. Yeah, so yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. So that Absolutely. was I
3: was kind of a little bit of the Debbie Downer of the IWC, of <laughs> of of yeah. I think, but um, I didn't get COVID.
1: Yeah. yeah well, it's I mean, that's exactly what happened to me i like, I got stuck and i a, a two week trip and in turned into a month long trip because so I couldn't c- come home. but the one thing that really stood out to me I guess it stood out that everybody talks about but like didn't resonate until I had actually caught it, was everybody's like a lot of people lose their sense of taste and smell mm. for oh a gosh. period of time
3: that's the worst kind of hell for me,
1: which yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is a it is a very specific I mean I, we say a very specific kind of hell. Obviously there are people who are, are you know suffering in ways that go above Indeed. and beyond that Indeed. for sure. Yeah, so obviously. you know not the but in our honestly ex- in the exactly <laughs> In that's in the, the work that we do. Exactly our and that's the thing is like could be a bit of a problem. You know and I, it's for me I had a, a kind of a rough 4 or 5 days and was coming down so I was like oh great I got off this pretty easy and it wasn't until after I thought I was pretty much getting better that I woke up one day and the world was flat, essentially. <gasps> Like, it was like, walk around, there's nothing. I could stick my head no. in a bowl of kimchi or in a bottle of tequila, nothing. Wow. Absolutely nothing, you know? And it just doesn't go away. And it's, and it was, that was, I guess that was the first time when it really like resonated that like, this could actually really, really mm. impact me, myself, personally, professionally in a way that's really, really significant. Oh, and, you yeah. know, when you heard about, you know, obviously all the restaurants that had to shut down and they were forced to shut down and all these things. And yeah, I just, I don't know, I just started thinking about like chefs and sommeliers and mm-hmm. all these people mm-hmm. who were actually putting their career at risk. I mean, Absolutely. You, and a lot of, I mean, you, you know? be
3: glib about it. I mean, while we have moved into, well, most of the world, there are still a couple of countries that yeah. are lingering in the zero COVID yeah. um, mindset, while we're moving to this life with COVID kind of way of existing you know you can't be glib about the impact of this um, virus on people and indeed for very specific industries the side effects are you know devastating yeah
4: yeah
1: yeah absolutely absolutely. I mean it's god it was just yeah I don't know it it, it just really got me to think just all I, I can't imagine like well, I can now, you know, the exa- anxiety that, you know, say chefs or people who work their, their livelihood mm. is contingent upon their ability to grasp the, the nuance of their craft, you know, right. day in and day out. Right. And so it was just, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was pretty scary. I'm pretty mm-hmm. lucky. I feel like I'm kind of back to 80, 90% ish. You know, I, I have all the enjoyment so that I had before more or less, but I imagine there's probably some folks listening and stuff who have had, who have a lot of, you know, different, Mm. personal experiences with, whether from the industry side or personal experiences related to how, how it's impacted them. And so, I don't know. It's, it's just, it was interesting to me also, like said, you know, going to the UK, me going to the US for the first time in a while here, just last month, just, yeah, it almost feels like it's something, some part of the past, but I, it really woke me up to the fact that it has actually still very much impacting mm. people, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? And so, I don't know. It was just, it was an interesting Interesting. I don't know. Wake up called dichotomy. Mm, I don't yeah. know something like that. But anyway, uh, on on that tangent, I guess um, kind of what you mentioned, Chris, is that as of tomorrow, the day after this recording, anyway, um, it's going to be a lot easier to get into Japan or back into Japan, and in that they are well with a, with a big asterisk on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, a big asterisk on it, but um. They're upping the number of people, it sounds like. They're letting in per day from 20,000 to like 50,000. Right, 50,000. Hang on. It's,
3: it's, right? It's still, it's moving from like group yeah, group yeah, tour to package tour.
2: It's individuals who have booked their uh, trip through a tour company. That's the Which it's the same, thing, it's but the same not a group. thing as a package <laughs> tour. Yeah, it, no, it, you're right. It is the same thing. It's it the still same thing. Places but you just get to choose who you travel with. Japan doesn't understand that people overseas don't book their trips. because like, yeah. they all it's in Japan when you go overseas, you generally book your trip through a through a company and they do yeah. everything for you. It is essentially yeah, yeah. a package tour. And I think th- th- those you know in, in the government or whatever just think that everyone overseas does the same thing. And the fact is yeah. they don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. it places a lot of restrictions on yeah. when you travel, which is still going to put a lot of people off, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Don't, I
3: don't have any data in front of me, and I I had an article that I read the other day, but um, despite the change
4: yeah.
3: in the restrictions, or yeah. Yeah. The, the, the loosening of restrictions, I should mm-hmm. say, um, there is not a lot of uptake, oh, it yeah. seems, from the international market. It's not appealing. Because it's, it, it's the, not the, the, it still... What I'm what I'm gleaning from the comments mm. and from the reports that I've been reading is that it's mm. still seen as a
2: restricted. It's still very restrict. restrictive. It's, it's very restrictive. Yeah. I, th- I think for many people, Japan will probably be a once-in-a-lifetime trip. You know, it's quite far to, to visit for, from a lot of countries mm. in the world. It's even more. It, it, it's even further away now because of the the rising prices of um, you know the rising cost mm. of airlines and mm. and the fact that you can't use certain. Um, you know, airline routes now. But
3: then again, the Japanese yen is sinking. There <laughs> sinking. is that.
2: Yeah,
1: well, you can sorry. you can travel at forty percent off. Well,
3: if that's you're the in. silver a lining. Yeah. People isn't become it? high net worth individuals. In Japan. That's <laughs> anyone's <laughs> a a hi- right. Oh. Everyone's
2: a high net worth individual, right now. I mean, yeah. it's it's a silver lining for sure. Um, but the the problem is that the tourism industry here isn't quite kind of you know prepared. Um, because how could they possibly know when the restrictions are going to be lifted? There was no warning. It's just come out of the blue. There was no, like, well, we've set, you know, they were doing that at one point. They were setting, like, a plan, weren't they? They were saying, Mm. okay, in three months' time, we're going to do this, then we're going to have this phase and that phase. Mm. That just kind of disappeared. And then Japan just went into this kind of, you know, what a lot Mm. of people are kind of calling the equivalent of of a a kind of a past sort of complete... um, Closing Ido, off. Ido Jidai, kind of Closing down of the country yeah. um, to the outside world. And that's a bit of an exaggeration, but um, but, you know, th- th- what happened to the whole planning? I mean, for tourists, the tourism industry it's just been completely impossible but to But this isn't out just a
3: Japan story, this is an international story. I this is every country around the world. It's, I probably like, I don't think anyone has got a clean report card. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. You no. Know? Totally. totally. I think everyone's just working out what they can do, what the public will accept. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's pretty much what the government's doing. They're working out what the public's going to accept and moving in incremental steps when they yeah. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Of course, you know, we just have to, as, as, you know, people who are residents, Mm -hmm. we just have to sort of sit back and, you know, bite our tongues (laughs) until it gets done. But, um, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully we'll see some change. And I believe that we'll see some change by the end of this year, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to Japan's credit, the one thing that they have done is throughout the whole duration of this is they have made regular changes based on you know they have their own set of principles or data or whatever that you're working from and you Mm. could say maybe some of it is questionable or you may agree or disagree but the one to their credit is they have made changes regularly whereas uh, you know and and i guess the silver lining then is you know and they are upping the number of people that they're letting Mm. into the country they are gradually relaxing the um, terms under which you can come and have an experience in Japan. They have, as of the seventh of September, so by the time you're listening to this, made it so that as long as you have a, a third vaccine, could have been. It seems like you know it could have been a year ago. As long as it's from a you know whatever one that Japan recognizes, you don't have to have a PCR test. So it's yeah. you know it's I guess the silver lining is I'd say keep your eye on. The, the situation and the well, fine print because I, I'm I, not, I, I'm not I'd not like f- to think we're getting close. I'm not a
3: fortune teller, but yeah. my prediction is that what's going to break this, what's going to break yeah. this and make this situation change is the need for tax revenue. Because <laughs> without the tourist, um, written, you know, the money made from tourism, without the sales and, you know, restaurants, izakayas, yeah. on trains, yeah. in hotels, you know, all of the industries that are connected to tourism,
4: yeah.
3: we're not going... I think that the government is going to crack based on just the yeah. need to get some more money in the bank. Yeah. I'm, I, Call me a cynic, but I think that... No, that's no, no, no. Gonna I was just going to
2: jump in when Justin was, you know, t- talking about how they are, they are making changes and it's all positive. I was going to say, you know, it's basically down to economic pressure. Mm. That's why they've, they've bended. I mean, I don't think if there was any economic pressure, they would be making these changes, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And it's still not... They're still only making the minimum changes. But that said,
3: also, I do want to also sort of, like, balance things out by going back to what I said before. I have always felt safe in Japan. Yeah. I have always felt like, you know, everyone wears a mask. Everyone is thinking about the person next to them. It's not a like me, 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 my rights kind of thing. It's really like it's us, us, us. Yeah. Our future kind of thing. C- and yeah, yeah, that yeah. is something that I am enormously grateful because yeah. of that collective thinking. I have been safe. Chris and I haven't mm.
2: had COVID. Oh, no. I didn't
3: get COVID in Japan. Right. No, yeah. and, <laughs> and I'm convinced
2: that, and I don't wanna, you know, this is not a slight on my country. Um, but I think I can say it, as I am from that country. Um, but I think if I'd been in the UK, I would have caught it by now. Yeah. Because everyone I know in the UK, family... I mean, my mum's had it once, pretty bad, yeah. you know? got yeah. um, quite worrying. But, you know, um, other family members have had it. Friends of family members yeah. and people I know working in the UK, in the sake industry, yeah. um, have had it. It just yeah. seems like one in every, you know, yeah. f- few people have probably had it in yeah. the UK. Whereas we're nowhere near that statistic here in Japan.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, still we'll see. Crazy. It, seem, it seems the floodgates to... have opened at yeah. this point. Yeah. Yeah. Not just I, I not just like here, but it overseas as well too. I have too. The feeling is, that there's going to be an update but very But everybody's kind of yeah. yeah. The situation is still But
3: in let's storms. talk about more pleasurable things. Yeah. Please. More
1: play Do you want to do more pleasurable things or more mm. controversial things?
3: I will. Yeah. What well, we could do? We can more make pleasurably
1: make things Pleasurably controversial. pleasurably controversial. I say you you kind of you kind of let us down a little bit of a. Uh, a, a segue there when you started mentioning tax revenue, and <laughs>
3: <laughs> I knew where we were going. You want to? You want to go there? <laughs> I knew where there? we were going.
1: No, I, this because is
3: because I think that it's going to come up in the next little little snippet of our conversation. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, just
2: dive straight straight in there. That's
1: yeah. What are
3: we talking about, Justin? Yeah.
1: So I'll I'll just go ahead. I will I will read.
2: A, a headline.
1: I'll read the headline from the... Are
3: you reading BBC or CNN? I'll,
1: I'm going to do BBC. Oh,
3: that's what I'm reading um, as well. In,
1: in, uh, Because it seems... That's what I got right in front of me. Japan urges its young people to drink more to boost economy.
3: My God, this has had so many YouTube videos made about it. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much chatter, <laughs> chatter on social media platforms my, about Honestly, my this.
2: reaction when I saw this the morning—I think it came up on Facebook—and yeah. I was in that kind of mood, you know, first thing in the morning, easily kind of, you know, uh, agitated, and, and I just sort of saw that come up on my Facebook. Yep. Okay. Like, Let's scroll past that. For you know, now. my
3: f- one of my—I f- yeah. I actually just thought of an emoji when I s- read this headline. You know that emoji of the of the. Lady or the man that's slapping their face—that's yes. yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. what yes. I did yeah, in yes. my mind. I was yeah. that emoji. It's yeah. like, yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. you're it's, it's a face me. palm.
2: It's a straight yeah. face palm but moment. But then
3: you've got to read the
2: article. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You can't just go. Yeah, and yeah. It. There was a true.
3: little bit of clickbait on there, and I fell for it.
1: So. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, it's I guess you know I guess to give context um, to kind of what we're talking about is what this is the end of August when this kind of started circulating around yeah. international media is that um, the National Tax Agency um, basically put out a... Um, campaign? Campaign yeah. um, to get young people to provide proposals for how to get more people excited about drinking, essentially. yeah, um, Not just sake, it was a beer, wine, spirits, whatever. It was not, you know.
3: And the reason for this is because of the aging population and what has been happening over the last you know 20 30 years is that the younger population is moving away from drinking yep. yes but this is not just a japanese trend this is a global this trend this is global eh? yep yeah and so therefore you know as the uh, the traditional customers of sake and shochu and other beverages start to become older and unable to drink or consume as much as they mm-hmm. once did there is no replacement demographic of consumers filling mm. that void, right? Yep. So the taxation mm. agency is finding a void happening in the bank book, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah,
2: because they're, you know, and when we're talking about sake uh, in particular, see, I ended up saying it, you know, even without you trying to. Um, when we're talking about Saki. You 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 end up talking about tax because you know those two things are are synonymous. And I think that this this
3: is something that we know, but I'm not sure that the audience is really so afraid with the long long history of the National Tax Agency and sake brewing.
1: And and that's really important. I think that that's one thing that, um, obviously, the headline and the way it was worded is very clickbaity. Is there are were there things about this that were certainly Questionable or raise marks for sure. I had the same facepalm reaction myself. Um, I guess, but I guess if you stop and stop for a second, I exactly. I think one thing that just a lot of people don't realize is that it is the National Tax Agency that makes policy. That it's not. It's not even taxes, but they make policy. They provide brewing support. They do. Historically, they have basically managed regulation for yeah, I in, think
3: if you're a just about you would, everything you would, across or this, who's the, not the booze with industry. The industry. Not just necessarily a foreigner. You'd think these two things don't go together: national taxation and, and, yeah. and beverages. But you know, historically, way, way, way back mm-hmm. into you know probably pre Edo Jidai, the, the, the Edo period, you know the taxation agency was not only, you know, of course, doing their job and measuring everyone's rice so that they could tax the brewery accordingly. They were also working out, you know, finding... um, supporting breweries with know-how, with um, training, with advice on not only how to run their brewery more effectively, how to brew more effectively, techniques to brew better, ways to make a better product, mm. how to market you know, pretty much mm. every level they mm. were supporting breweries with, mm-hmm. because in order to increase tax revenue, mm. they needed brewers to get better at what they were doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So there has been this long, historical, um, intertwined relationship between the National Tax Agency and the Brewing Agency, but it's not all tax. Yeah, it's actually kind of a very it's a very nuanced relationship. Yeah, and it's a really fundamental relationship, which is which is brings to brewers a lot of merit.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's connected with the rice, isn't it? It's connected with rice being a form of currency back in the day. So you know, um, lords who would get land, who would be given land by the daimyo would then have to pay taxes to the daimyo and they would do so normally in rice basically they would use rice because it was such a precious mm. commodity in japan mm. that it actually had that kind of value and yeah. then of course with the leftover rice they would end up make this is a very very you know short version of yep. the, the, the of the history of sake but you know they would end up making sake with this leftover rice so then they would basically sell the sake instead Mm. of the rice, it would be in in place of, but Mm. for the same purpose, to pay taxes. Mm. So that's where it kind of stems from.
3: Probably people need to have some of that context explained to them. So they're not like, oh, that's really strange. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It is still, I must say, a little bit tone deaf to have this campaign, which is so like, everyone go out and drink. It feels a little bit like everyone go out and drink. When for two years, the restrictions have been so hard and so focused on young people not going out to drink it as <laughs> a highest. And now it's like it feels like this one eighty
4: yeah.
3: and I got kind of got whiplash with the change in policy yes. where it's like every no one can go out because young people forget the rules and they, they talk too loud yeah. and they're gonna give everyone COVID.
2: Yeah.
3: And now Young people, you're not going out and drinking. Go out and yeah, drink. it's it, like,
2: what? it is. When you say it like that, it's like,
3: what on earth do you? Where have well, you been? I've been in stasis.
1: You first? know. You know. Yeah. Well, it's and I think that that's it's I think it comes down to the mismanagement of it and its operation and sort of the community. I don't want to say communication the communication because it's well. not not at all. And because it's, it's like, I mean, honestly, <laughs> is it really shocking that? say a government agency would have a policy where they would say use tax money or tax breaks yeah. to somehow you know support a form of business that would bring in tax money whose end product may or may not have you know questionable impact on the health and well-being of the population whether that's booze or something else like there's nothing new about that on a conceptual level. I think it was the f- it was the fact that it was so mismanaged that they put it out at, that it was so blatant, especially looking from the outside, is here's a government agency. Mm. Hey, everybody, help us figure out how to get people to drink and like
4: right. yeah you
1: are, are they? Out there, finding ways to support this industry. Like you want us sure, to do they your are. Job? It's their job.
3: Yeah. Do you want us it's to do your It's their job,
1: <laughs> you know, to figure out ways to support this yeah. industry. That's their but job. But I think we should it was probably mis- explain you know, if people of...
3: haven't read the article. It's yeah. actually called Sake Viva, which is also yeah. I mean, who? I mean, that's like <laughs> 1980s called, and wanted their, their, their salsa reference back. I but know. Um, you know, <laughs> Sake Viva. I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a campaign uh, that Justin said weighs, you know, initiatives, marketing, branding, um, AI initiatives or strategies, business plans, everything. Um, what, you know, ideas for revitalising the, um, the the beverage, the alcoholic beverage market, not the beverage market, the alcoholic beverage yes. market, yeah. right? And okay, so that is quite different from the headline. Right. Yep. So there is there is a disconnect between the headline and actually what the campaign is.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, as Justin said, they kind of they didn't smell the air and they, their, their messaging wasn't wasn't great. It was yeah. pretty blatant what the mm. end goal was. Yeah. However, the purpose was you know I can kind of understand that they are trying to find solutions, trying to find innovative ways to connect with a new um, demographic. Okay, yeah. I get that. However, my concern is that it's uh, basically you make a submission. Anyone can make a submission of your ideas. And I think the deadline is like sometime in September, end of September. And the tax agency will select the best idea, which horrifies me because one of the popular ideas is that famous actresses will be online, like AI hostesses, like, huh. Really, just mm-hmm. so wrong on so many levels that f- females are objectified yeah. in cyberspace to oh, yeah, facilitate yeah. sales yeah. of sake. Yeah. Again, we're not seen as professionals in the industry. Yeah. I don't see anyone suggesting that male actors yeah. become right. these, like, you know, wanton, you know,
4: yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. hosts just, promoting sake in an online virtual reality world. It was just kind of like, oh. Oh, you! Oh, you went there. Oh, wow! Yeah. And to be honest, I don't have a huge amount of confidence that that kind of ideal won't be chosen. Mm. Yeah, that they, they were saying that people just weren't drinking because they weren't trying hard enough or because there wasn't the right <laughs> yeah. strategy. It's yeah. there are a whole of other reasons why people are choosing. Yeah, not totally. To.
1: I think the saddest part is that just the nature in which this was conducted is just a reflection of. I guess the organization's just lack of understanding as to what it is they're actually setting out to well, achieve and the context in they're an doing an it, and that's, gener- and that's almost the saddest and most frustrating
2: frustrating part. A, it part you, you can know? feel
3: like it's an older generation trying to Absolutely. become you, relevant, that, and
2: so that is exactly they're appealing
3: to the next generation, but they've just yeah. got no idea how to communicate or you know to connect or um, you know have <laughs> and,
1: and that's the part that mi- then that makes the taxpayers frustrated right? <laughs> right? Right. Like, right and that's what you're gonna use our money for but i, I, I
2: wonder if they've got the wrong generation i honestly do because i just i mean meet so many young people i think i've said this in well, previous podcasts and I haven't got that much kind of data to back this up, but I see, I mean, so many young people who are so into sake, they have such a positive attitude about, I mean, not necessarily Nihonshu, yeah. but, you know, like, they don't, they don't have an aversion to drinking alcohol. I wonder if it's the generation above them, the ones that kind of went through this, these bad experiences with sake, you know, before we kind of had this drive, um, you know, before premium sake became a thing, you know, I, I've heard stories when people were in their 30s, or when they were, were in university, from people who are now in their 30s and 40s in Japan, mm. of being forced to down sucking and drinking competitions that completely put them off the beverage for mm. good. I don't hear about these experiences from this so-called young generation that I think we're referring well, to. Well, I,
3: I completely agree with that, because I mean, this is something I talk about a lot. Um, and And, in fact, that's my experience completely, I mean, I'm 48, it's 7, yeah. oh, 47, <laughs> 47. <laughs> and um, when I first came to Japan when I was 30, and, you know, my welcoming party, you know, the sake that changed my life um, and turned me into a sake maniac, um, you know, that was t- 17 years ago, right? Yeah. 17 years ago, I could not bribe my friends to go to an with me. Yeah. And I, you know, I would go to a like a jizake or like a local sake specialist is a kaya. I would seek them out. I would read books. Of trying to find out where the best places were where I could get the best labels. Yeah. And I would most definitely be the only person under 60. Yeah. I would most definitely be the only female. I would most definitely be the only foreigner. Mm-hmm. And I would most definitely be the only person with my own teeth. Mm.
4: <laughs> you know,
3: it was, that was how dire it was. Yeah. It was, it yeah, was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, it was it was like a retirees' hobby to go yeah. to a sake izakaya, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many of my friends had such a bad experiences drinking sake in their twenties that they just were like, no, I'm drinking wine. It's much cooler. Yeah, yeah, right?
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, I yeah. think it was um, the the head of um, the Sake Times uh, magazine, mm-hmm. um, Ikoma-san, who actually said that in an event mm-hmm. I was taking mm-hmm. part in. He yeah. said like, you've got it wrong. It's yeah. my generation that are creating the bad vibes about mm. sake. The young mm. generation, don't, the younger ones, the young generation see it is really as a positive craft, about it. Right? And you've got all these influences now. You've got these ex idols and you know who are going up and making these YouTube series about sake, and it's really positive.
1: I said it's uh, the fact that it was just such a focus broadly on this young demographic, like if you're actually really thinking about who you're trying to communicate something to, you think a lot deeper than the young people, well, you know? I and think they, were,
3: they missed so a step in between the campaign. Like, yeah. the okay, there was an issue. There was a, a, They needed to f- create a solution for a problem, right? Yeah. The tax agency. Yeah. And then there's Sake Viva campaign. Yeah. They missed the step in between, which is probably to have think tanks, to have some kind of, you know... Um, symposiums with, you know, drawing on a wide demographic of Mm. young people Mm. from a Mm -hmm. variety of industries to get their feedback, to do workshopping on strategies and ideas um, about how to maybe framework something that could be an opportunity for people to um, create real sustainable solutions for traditional industries um, and, like, specifically the the, um, alcoholic beverage industries in Japan, mm. um, for their growth um, yeah. through this difficult time, Definitely. right? And it just went from idea to, we're completely changing everything that we've been telling you over the last two years. Now yeah. go out and drink! Yeah. It yeah, just yeah, feels yeah. like they yeah. dropped yeah. the
4: ball.
1: Such an about. Well, it's, I mean, the, the entire goal was to, how do we generate meaningful business in the alcoholic... Beverage industry, mm. right? Mm. I mean, that—that's the end goal, and I think a lot of the focus, because it's a tax agency, automatically people's minds shift to right, making so more money. What
3: is the solution? Right,
1: exactly. And so that's—that's that's where I think the real core mm. issue is, or the core problem is, is that the actual thing that they were that are setting out to achieve is how can we create more better business, right? And so the fact that this approach came to fruition in the way that it did is almost more indicative of the fact that there's not only, not only are there young people who are interested in sake or interested in, in drinking, they have the information to empower themselves to make the choices that exactly. they want to now. Um, So that's kind of almost in a way taking care of itself. And at the same time, there's actually no shortage of people who are interested into going into business in and around sake or shochu or these other things. So the issue isn't really necessarily so much with how do we sell this to this market that we haven't really Defined connected with yeah yeah yeah. the issue is that there's obviously something or some things keeping those who want to do good business from being able to do it. Well, I mean, we
3: can. I Mm. think this is this is a really really we can go go on this topic for hours and hours. But you know, for me, fundamentally, sake is undervalued because there is too much supply and there is decreasing demand. So basic economics you know large supply decreasing demand means that the unit price is going down right mm. so therefore my idea would be find strategies to increase the value of sake and for, and also support that mm. with strategies to enable the consumer to recognize that value
4: yeah right yep.
3: and so for example at at the company I work for Japan Grass company our sake event isn't just sake it's not sake just go and you know go in and drink what you yeah. want it's a, sake is cannot be disconnected from culture.
4: No.
3: sake is the invisible thread that is interwoven between Japan's rich cultural tapestry mm. it connects us to um, the regions it connects us to the seasons it connects us to produce it connects us to Um, local food, local people, local Mm. communities, Mm. local industry. It connects us to local crafts, ceramics, pottery, you name it. You Mm. you can't just take sake out as a product
4: Mm.
3: or else you destroy the tapestry. You have to have the whole tapestry there to see the value of it and to Mm. see the beautiful brocade Mm. that it becomes with all of those other components. And so that's why at our events, we always have food, we always have craft, we always have music, we always have the culture that Mm. surrounds sake Mm, because mm, mm, that mm. is how you see the value of sake in the context Mm. that it should be seen in. So having a campaign that's just focused on product and sales, Mm. I think is not the most constructive Mm.
4: direction Mm -hmm.
3: because I think it should be more about added value Mm. and reinforcing why there should be more value associated to these products that are handcrafted.
0: Yeah,
1: and that is a nice segue into my next topic, I think, as well,
0: too. We have an exciting announcement from our sponsor, the Japan Sake & Shochu Makers Association. As of June 30th, Japanese shochu can be sold without a hard liquor license in New York State as long as it is 24 ABV or below. After over three years working with the state legislature and the IRS and in cooperation with the Japanese Food and Restaurant Association among others, JSS is excited to announce this change in the law. To celebrate, JSS will be holding a tasting event in New York on the 3rd of November with shochu distilleries from Japan and will be inviting members of the Japanese Restaurant Association, other restaurateurs, distributors, bar staff, influencers, and others. JSS will also be sponsoring a cocktail week and an authentic shochu and Awa Morning month with Japanese restaurants in New York. Bolstered by this success, JSS is also looking to work with the California legislature to enact a similar change in the Golden State. Now back to the show.
1: Recently um, there was the establishment of what they call the Japan Craft Sake Brewers Association which I imagine is going to be, an, an might be an SEO battle for you now going forward. <laughs> when I no, first saw I mean, this, I was like... <laughs>
3: our company is, to be honest, I think it was Coco Chanel. Imitation is the best form of flattery, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> basically, our company, we try and create, you know, prototypes yeah. to create new archetypes. You yeah. know, we want people to... Our yeah, company yeah, yeah. is not an That's event company. That's a good way company. of putting it, yeah. You know, I mean, Craftsaccer Week, we're, we're grateful. It's the world's largest sake culture event, but... Yeah. We want people to, you know, take our model and make it better. Yeah. We're not an event company. Yeah. Um, it's like with the minus five degree seller that yeah. my boss developed uh, five, six years ago, seven yeah. years ago, seven yeah. years ago. Um, that has now been put into manufacturing by other companies, yeah. which is exactly what we wanted. Yeah. We are not an electrical manufacturing company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we wanted people to take that idea and improve and it. Pick it up and, and run with it and then and, you know. Create a better model, right? And um, so, for us, if people are looking at creating these kinds of initiatives, go for it. It's all about. My Mm. belief is that the way to succeed is we all succeed together, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And then, right? And then you can pick, and then you can pick up the ball, and you can, you can, then you can move on to, you know, addressing another issue, or you know, or. Definitely. You know, bettering so something else. And what so is
3: uh, the Japan sake association? So yeah, so, so there's
1: so this is this is kind of interesting in that um, I said they don't have a I w- I wish I I was looking I didn't see. I don't think they have an English anything on their website or anything because I wish they did and I really hope that they find somebody good who can do the English for it because it's it's very interesting in Japanese. Um, I'm just going to do like kind of an on the fly mm. kind of translation of sort of kind of what this is outlining as far as like their goals. Um, but it's just a um, small number of breweries. I think six at present.
4: Mm.
1: I think. Um, yeah. And it's interesting as sort of why so in their uh, what do you call it? the The Mission statement, I guess. So it's um, to use rice as a core raw material along with the skills and craft of sake, Nihonshu production, while at the same time instituting additional processes that are not permitted in the current scope of sake production in order to create a new genre of beverage that communicates the value of sake across the board. So craft sake alongside with nihonshu. The goal is to create a future where craft sake and nihonshu or sake can coexist in order to lead to the betterment of the drinks culture in Japan.
3: Mm, And all all of the members are young. Uh-huh. Um, most of them have got fairly new breweries, yeah. and I think most of them got into. I mean, I, I can't say because I don't know the background of all of them, but I think some of them came through the Double license. Yeah, yeah.
4: I've right? just
2: been to that one. that I see on the website that you're loading. I've just Which been is, to that in uh, Asakusa. Kono, Konohano. Konohano. Yep. Yeah. Konohano. Yeah, and right. actually, I mean, it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic little brewery. Yeah. A lovely little. It looks little,
3: like little, all little of these got in through the because I'm looking at 2017, <laughs> 2019, 20. 2000, 2021. Yeah. So it looks, I mean, I can't say for sure, but I would I mm-hmm. would assume that these new, as we were saying before, it's very, very difficult. And it's it's designed to be very, very difficult t- to mm. um, get a sake brewery license. Yeah. But the there was a kind of a loophole, which was to get a doboroku, or kind of like this, the very rough kind of...
2: One, one point. Mi- miscellaneous alcohol yeah. 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 they're um, brewing so on actually, a different license essentially. they're brewing yeah. on a completely different um, license and they can't call it Nihon they can't call it they can call it sake, I suppose. They can't call it nihonshu, and they have to write like the it's the, the, going the under, tax label um, is miscellaneous alcohol. The, the, the yeah,
1: oh, sonol oh, no. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. miscellaneous so no, alcohol. So, yeah. Like which miscellaneous. is very Mi- Miscellaneous yeah. brewed beverage. Very mm-hmm. vague.
4: So,
3: and, and but I mean, yeah. our listeners will be familiar with Wakaze. I mean, because yeah. Wakaze yeah. is very active in the French market. Actually, they have mm-hmm. yeah. um, their own um, brewery. Come, that's right. Um, yeah. Sort of store i Mm, believe
4: um
3: yeah kind of like a tap room and also i was just up in akita recently and in agave brewery which sounds like they make tequila they don't um (laughs) is up in Oga in um akita Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. um and all of them are sort of early 30s young worldly have got backgr- diverse backgrounds. Two of them I know were mm. Kurabito at Aramasa. Yeah. So this does feel very oh. much inspired okay. by the JSP, which was the Japan Sake platform, mm. which Adamasa is one of the members of. So it does sort of feel like a kind of a, a, a young guns version yeah. of um, JSP. Yeah. But any, as I say, I think that any kind of initiative which involves people sharing information looking for solutions in a collective mm. that will improve not only people's um, skills as brewers mm. um, and how to communicate what they're doing with the market, mm. but also for the market to understand the value mm. and the the, the treasure mm. that is these the sake that is produced or the sake of the shochu that's produced using traditional methods yeah. using local ingredients.
1: Yeah, and, it's, and what this is indicative of is basically kind of what we were talking about before is that here are young people who are very excited about the future of the sake business and want to have want to play a part in its betterment and expansion and the ability to have a meaningful impact in it you know, over, over the long term, you know, they're, in, they're investing in...
3: So maybe Saka should be looking at people who are already out there doing things, who are right. um, self-funding, you know, doing startups yeah. like this with people who are all motivated to create real, positive, sustainable change in the industry yeah. for the long term. Yeah. Maybe it, instead of, like, a, 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 an online campaign, looking at who's doing stuff and providing the resources and support, maybe that they need to actually take their ideas to the next level,
1: right? Say, mm. And that and that's the gap, right?
3: That is the gap. And that's
1: that's 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 the core yeah. issue, kind of at all of it, right? Is the and fact I think that, that's that there's where
3: all of us were doing the emoji you know, face plant. You know, yeah. thing was that we all know people like that who are doing those uh, things. Yeah, so and 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 it's
1: not limited to sake breweries either. No, It's, no, no. it's you it distribution. It's well, it, it sake so, so, exactly shochu as well. It's limited. It's you know. It's it's export projects. It's. Distribution projects, it's logistics yeah. projects. It's, I mean, there's.
3: If you say logistics, you're totally backing up my training, I mean, Yes, <laughs> But yes. I mean,
1: you know, there's there's lots of people that see lots of opportunity. Yeah. You yeah. know, sake and so it's isn't
3: just a product. It doesn't not just made. It doesn't just miraculously appear somewhere. Mm-hmm. It needs to get to you. There is a whole infrastructure that supports sake to get to where where you are, yeah. wherever mm-hmm. you are in the world. So. The solution has to be multi-level. I think it needs to. I think. I think that this is. I'm really excited that the that the government is looking for ways to, you know, revitalize the industry. I would love for the response to be a bit you nuanced.
1: And it and it might. And at a fundamental level, it might require some actual rethinking of maybe some core. Policies, regulations, things that they've held on to mm. for a long time, you know. Because I mean, some, the goal it's, it's, it's,
3: it's an and empowerment. You know, feedback will actually steer them. Yeah, I said, I said, "Maybe this was
1: a very good thing,
3: yeah. you know." Because it was like, a pretty, it was a pretty, <laughs> it was pretty blatant. Yeah. Like, it was a pretty, you know? um, it was a you you pretty know? blatant campaign and pretty blatant response. Right. Hmm.
1: Exactly. And so I, you know, like just uh, yeah. But I guess uh, yeah, it's 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 about empowerment, right? It's yeah. how can you empower people who who want to do things as as opposed to you know. Yeah, P- place restrictions on people who are, you know, are you know looking at, in the best interest of something that they, that yeah. they feel is. Can know, I just go meaningful. back to the
2: topic of the, the crap this, this particular association? Yeah, shoot. because
1: yeah. Cause it, cause it, cause it's it, it,
2: it's exciting. I'm, it's interesting. I'm it's gonna cool. I'm going maybe speak for the for the for the people out there who don't feel so positively about this, and I, I'm mm. I'm probably a little bit bit stubborn here as well mm. because although I do see the gr- the great thing about you know mm. being playful. Mm. Um, with, with any beverage. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this use of craft is coming from the beer industry. Would you think? It's, yeah? well, and, and just... Um, it's
3: kind of like one of the... It's kind
2: of in the zeitgeist.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, the, the, zeitgeist the the, the, the zeitgeist it. craft, it's like a hashtag, chocolate, hashtag Craft, chocolate, craft, yeah. okay. <laughs> whatever. Yeah.
2: It, it, I mean, I don't know if this is the same thing with beer and if there was the same kind of feeling with beer. Mm. But for me, this does feel, I'll, I'll just a little bit, like they are piggybacking off of sake. And I don't know if that entirely helps sake in the long-term because... They're because piggybacking off sake or piggy beer? Piggybacking off sake. Well, in the case of the, piggy the off, craft You mean sake, off, you mean off beer, the, you mean? In the case of... of you mean no, the are no, piggybacking no, 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 off no, no, no. beer? What I mean is that they're basically, they're using sake mm. as a hook mm. to sell something else. And mm. what, what I'm saying is, why can't they just create a completely different beverage and give it a new name? Why, why does the word sake have to be in there? Because, bear with me, bear with me. It, it's, it's an identity issue, I think, really. When, when you go overseas and you've got people who still don't fully understand you know, what, what sake is, and you know, they still have, they have, perhaps some people still end up having bad experiences with something called sake like I did right at the beginning. And then you have these other products out there selling themselves as sake. And in some cases this is actually happening because I have confirmed it with my own eyes. I think then this creates a bit of an identity problem for sake. And if you're trying to give value to sake, that, that I, agree. I would argue... I don't know about an identity
1: problem, it's going to make it pretty darn confusing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, look, My biggest argument here is, are you saying that sake doesn't have enough value by itself, that you have to add other ingredients from other beverages or oh, other, it, produ- uh, other production techniques to give sake that value? Why can't we just give this value that sake needs through you know, traditional production techniques or whatever that are already there, that are already in that DNA, in that blueprint Mm. that we make sake from. And I'm not saying, okay, here, Mm. that this is my only view. I Mm. do, on Mm. the other hand, Mm. definitely see the positive side Mm. of... You know, if these, this sake brewers association becomes popular overseas, mm. that could do wonders mm. for, for sake. You know, mm. although I'm saying perhaps they're piggybacking off sake, they could mm. end up actually helping sake. In, mm. I'm not sure. I'm mm. not sure. It's a concern more mm. than more well, than I, a concrete. I completely kind of
3: agree with what you're saying yeah. about s- producing a sake, which because sake is rice, koji rice, yeast, and water, and sometimes brewers, you know, brewers yeah. alcohol. Yeah.
4: Um,
3: and what I know of these brewers is that some are producing ones with herbs and spices mm-hmm. and you know, f- floral flowers mm-hmm. and fruits, yeah. and um, they're incorporating um, ingredients which are not sake.
1: In in, what, cur- in current
3: in the current form, tax yeah, office regulation to terms. To yeah, be right. fair, that is a government organization's responsibility to clearly, I think, say you know, create clear rules about Mm -hmm. what can be sake and what can't Mm -hmm. be sake and create another designation or category Mm -hmm. for those other. Mm -hmm. Um, And because sake, to be honest, just means alcohol, right? That's true, yeah, in Japan. They've got every right to use the word sake because sake is just an alcohol, right? Absolutely. So I think it's maybe there's some onus on Mm. the powers that be to Mm. create a a better category rather than just other, mm. creating a, a better categorization for those groups of beverages, yeah. right? Because yeah. other yeah. is is just so grey zone, no right? No, I agree. Yeah. Also, these six breweries, it must be said, yeah. it seems to me, I haven't done a deep dive, but mm. it seems that they may only have doku licences, so they can't produce Seishu, mm. so therefore there is a motivation for them to promote this kind of other mm. type of Sake, again, sake meaning alcohol, not mm-hmm. Yeah, but I kind of I feel as though there is a bit of onus on the, the powers that be, mm. and because there is no clear classification, they are kind of using the grey zone to, you know.
2: Yeah, I know that. That's perfect. That's perfect. That, that sums it up for me. They're just using the grey zone to kind of, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, ne- necessarily that they're trying to take advantage of that grey zone. Um and you know, at the end of the day, the problem is that outside Japan, sake means sake, right? It, mm. it doesn't mean miscellaneous alcohol category. Sake mm. has become the beverage that we all well, know and love.
3: And often, when I'm overseas, I get if shochu as sake. I get all, yeah. right. all sorts of things. Well, that's, that's still happens, to be sake, right?
2: right. But, but you know, I mean, I, I kind of wish I could go back in time in the DeLorean and go, go back and sort of persuade people somehow not to call it sake, but to call it seishu. because I think mm. if seishu had become the common term for sake overseas. I think we'd have a much easier life, to be quite honest with you. Um, but the fact is that sake is the term that everyone uses to refer to mm. you know, the beverage made from koji and rice mm. and, you know, that mm. we all know and love. And I don't know, just adding the word craft on there, mm. kind of, it's still, I think overseas, it's still gonna look like you're mm. selling a sake. Mm. And that's my main concern. I haven't tried too many of these products. Actually, yeah. we, try, we, we, did, yeah. we, did, we did with a Wakaze yeah. um, interview, and I tried the Wakaze. Products and there are some which I think are perfectly, you know, Mm. uh, quite nice. You know, Mm. I had tried them with some Mm. cheese, um, Mm -hmm. and um, that's fine. And it's what you know, preference at the end of the day, right? Mm. You don't have to. That doesn't necessarily have to be your preference. I'm not really so much. I'm not into those kind Mm. of botanical things so much. Mm. Mm. Um, But there's definitely an audience for it. But Mm. it
3: is and it is also definitely very misleading if you're adding things like juniper or
4: especially
2: juniper. (laughs)
3: um, You know, herbs and things like you would with a gin exactly. to a sake yeah. uh, that is that is not sake that is that is all sake that is alcohol mm. that is not yeah. sake as a shoe. like definitely 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 not so mm-hmm. i do understand that they could create some confusion but to be honest this is i think it's Bigger news than it actually is, yes. because it's just been launched, and they've just paid a lot of journalists to come up to Akita to mm. do the big junket up there. Yeah, and that was just like last two weeks. A couple weeks, weeks ago, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, they paid for a lot of influential media people to go up mm. to Akita to do a like a three-day yeah. tour to understand their initiative and mm. you know get to know their um, objectives. Mm. And so, therefore, then all of those journalists went and. Published everything at the same time, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. it seems like big news. But mm. actually, I think once the dust settles, it's just going to be six people, six yeah, yeah. breweries that are collectively working. Crap! Yeah. This isn't going
2: away. I mean, at the end of the day, this is going to, this is here to stay. This is just going to get bigger. This movement is just going to grow.
3: Conversation is not going to end, and that's right. not that end. does need to be improved.
2: On. And and one of the my final thing I'll say yeah. about this, and the kind of the concern I have about it is that you're assuming that people need to try this kind of pseudo version of sake. Before they get to try mm. the real thing, I'm, mm. I'm going to use the words "real mm. thing." I'm not sure yeah, if that's yeah, really yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah, For the sake of, but yeah. what mm. I worry is that you're jumping that that the initial step where we would serve someone a nice Jimmy or we would serve someone a nice Ginjo. Mm. You're just going straight in with this craft sake and saying, "Hey, try this," you mm. know. And if people try that and then come back and then try, and that's possible, I think that could happen. Mm. And that's why, I'd, and that's why I'm not 100 percent mm. sure. That my concerns are even valid, but you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's
1: just yeah. That opens up a whole nother can of worms, and with regards to in, 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 in right. introduc- introduction to you right. know where and where do you start and kind of what's whatever. I guess I, I don't know. I guess my impression is that it honestly, I think it comes from a, a, a looking at. Sorry, I said six at first. It's it's seven. My apologies, but it's seven different um, breweries. That my is that it comes from a, a place of love.
3: Absolutely, because we know those, these, some of these Every guys, and they are such lovely people. person
1: here are some of the most dedicated, hardworking <laughs> young people I have ever met in this country, like mm. straight up. And they all have a degree of experience um, in different capacities in and around sake brewing and, really and other food and other things. And they really,
3: really strict, stoic. Um, traditional system at breweries and make it much more kind of like vertical um, mm-hmm. management style where everyone is involved in mm-hmm. the decision making right. and the mm-hmm. production of sake. And it's, you know, I know one of, th- I was blown away, I was with Richie Horton a couple of weeks ago when he was in um, Japan for a short trip. And um, at the after parties, I saw a Maori guy, I mean, I'm from New Zealand, I yeah. saw a Maori guy came up, hey, kia you know, started yeah. talking to me. And it's, I was like, oh, where, where, are you f- where are you living? He said, oh, Akita. I'm like, what? You know, because I go to Akita like I just met home. that dude. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing, right? Lovely, yeah. lovely gentleman. Right? And Fantastic he's like, I'm, guy. I'm yeah. moving up to, I, I'm actually moving, or I have moved up to Akita to Ruka Ineto Agave yeah. as, you know, as one yeah. of the kurabito and my yeah. wife, she's going to be working in the office. Yeah. I'm like, How beautiful! Amazing. It's so cool.
1: I said, and it's. I said, it comes from a place of love for the beverage and for sake and the experience. And you look at what they're doing; they're all. I mean, there's a. Is there a couple based in Tokyo? Sure, that comes with its own challenges, and that God, the startup Mm. to to have to run something in in Tokyo. My God, I don't wish that upon anybody. But like, then the other flip side is to actually go out and create something literally just about in the middle of nowhere in a lot of these declining communities and set up something and their goals are they're working with local farmers they're working with local producers and they're everything they're doing is very very committed it's altruistic it is out of a place of love it is looking at addressing the um agricultural issues it's looking at addressing um Industry and market issues in and around sake, like it's it's all coming from a place of love, and they I, I think yeah. they're all they're just trying to, to find the means in which they can tr- contribute. And they want to be a part of it, so they're, I, f- I they're creating it. a means to which they can.
3: Have got a history yeah. in the countryside, you, you know, know. I mean, right. I don't know all of them, but I know a few of them. Whether it's Gunma, whether it's Akita or wherever, and what I feel is that what I'm doing, from what I'm hearing from the, the, the men and women that are working at, at these places. Is that they're really? It's almost like they're building kind of a s- their sake community, yeah. you know, mm. with people that look like them, with mm. well, who don't look like them, that people yeah. that are from the same place, or people who are not from the same place, yeah. people who share their culture, who do not share their culture, yeah. you know, really making their breweries a little bit more representative of mm. the world that sake mm. is going into, mm. and also. Creating a kind of a management structure or a way of doing things, a way of doing business mm. as a brewery, way of creating sake as artisans, which is a little bit more in tune with the values that we have mm. in this set, guys, yeah. which is a lot more thoughtfulness about sustainability, a lot mm. more thoughtfulness about the sourcing mm-hmm. and the quality of our raw ingredients and about those things create a better working environment, mm-hmm. they create a better community, they create better mm-hmm. value, they create hopefully a better product at the end yeah. day. But I guess we're still caught up on what is that end product called because we've got a classification. Yeah.
2: yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. know, I guess these I guess these <laughs> these people if they had the option of just getting a brewing license yeah. and making sake, they would probably do that, right? You exactly. Know? Well that's well so that's the thing. If in a way that's they're the left thing, with no yes. option the, they're, to they're explore. shining a rock.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: And I, I I, think, yeah, I mean, obviously the way, like you said, the way in which they're going about it and the energy in which they're going about it and just the passion is something that has to be respected. And like, I, like I said, I went to the Konohano Brewery yeah. in Asakusa in Tokyo and I was very impressed. It was a really lovely... Um, lovely team of people. It is. And their Dobrodoku is absolutely fantastic. It's really, yeah, d- really delicious. It is. Um, well, it's,
1: well and, the, and the gentleman who was there before, um, Kozaki-san, he's the guy who runs Ineto Agavian Right. Like oh, right oh, now, yeah, it's yeah. basically yeah. a breeding ground for yeah. new brewing businesses. Which, is how immunity. cool. You yeah. know? I mean, fantastic. Yeah, Speaking
3: you of which, know? it's kind of a Doburoku boom going on a little bit. at the moment. I mean, Kid is just... Kid, which is a famous... Brewery from Wakayama. Yeah. Famous and popular. Yeah. yeah. It's great drinking sake. Heiwa he- he- Yeah, w- yeah. W- yeah Heiwa yep. Shuzo, um, which means sort of the peace peace brewery. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have got in Nihonbashi, they've opened up a Doboroku yeah. like brewery, yeah. which we've all been to and yeah. we've probably tried way too much of the samples. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> is great because they make the Doboroku every yeah. day yeah. Um, yeah. and it's a great place to go for. You know, to hang out, have a a Doboroku, have one of the amazing craft beer, because yeah. Takagi-san, who is one of their their kurabito, is she is the most phenomenal yeah craft beer maker. I'm actually, um, I'm actually going to beer. meet with them the day after tomorrow. I'm going to go
1: meet Takagi-san. They've on got on also Thursday, they've so. got
3: their own um, sake there yeah. as well. They also have their own liqueurs there. I yeah. s- am particularly fond of their yuzu, which yeah. is awesome. I love yeah. it on the rocks of soda. It's killer in summer. Yeah. So, I mean, there are these kinds of like doboroku kind of things you that know, are kind of popping up. And that's toast, coming that's cool. from a
1: straight up, for lack of a better word, legit sake brewery, right? And I, mm. I, I, yes. I, fi- I find it interesting and thrilling that doboroku, this thing that was basically considered non existent. The uncool uncle- is <laughs> now the catalyst for innovation and mm. coolness, whether it's in a quote unquote legitimate brewery that's found a way to bring it to market or it's in or it's become the um, the vessel through which they're able, you know, these young new yeah, are, and are and able to start new business and create new and opportunities.
3: It's it like so cool. Store it, you know, yeah. find Like the the cold chain, we can make sure that the cold chain infrastructure is there, not only domestically but also internationally. Yeah. People can also enjoy it because is pairing com- com- compatibility with um, meat proteins, with oh, cheeses, yeah. Yeah. with yeah. Fam- other fermented goods. Yeah. I'm thinking spicy food yeah. as well, so like the, Korean food. The lactic food. and the Definitely spices. Um, like, but honestly, yeah. you know, North African anything. I mean, yeah. it mm. is such. An incredible beverage for pairing with um, cuisines that, are particularly quite strong, rich cuisines yeah. Yeah. Um, that you would not usually think that sake would venture yeah. into. So I think there's lots of potential, but, you know, there's always, I'm always I'm always banging on about cold chain logistics. But so. what the cool thing is about this is that like nichi, nichi nichi Shuzo's sake that we started the session with, we've got an association that we can watch evolve Yeah. From yeah, yeah.
1: There. Yeah, so. so cool. So yeah, yeah. Keep an eye out. Yeah. It's it's super exciting, and let's call it good. I'm I good think. With that. I think that that seems you know we're, like we hopefully the audience we went is cool with that too. But yeah, <laughs> I think, I think you know, we've uh, we, we've got a, you we've know. got a handful of things that we still want to talk about. We can yeah. we can yep. put those we can bank those for another day and part two. Yeah, yeah. part two or yeah. Like I said, this is you know this is we, this is a format I think we want. To, this is this is fun you know this what? Is I is think you really call great.
2: this the adabashiri format because it just kind of trickles off the, you know, <laughs> the, the tongue, <laughs> if you like. Just the, you could, what we're thinking. We're just kind of no-holds-barred, you know. Um, <laughs> You're such
3: enough. a psychomaniac.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well,
3: that was yeah. hopefully that was informative and interesting to our listeners. But again, I yeah. really would love to hear people's feedback. And like yeah, totally.
4: What,
3: what, yeah. what are your thoughts on anything that we touched on? Do you have an opinion about anything we talked yeah. about. Um, tell us, let us know what you're thinking. And also if there's any news or newsworthy kind of topic that you'd like us to maybe talk about and un- delve, delve into. Yeah, know. I said, this is
1: this is a regular show segment that I think we want to keep doing going forward. So yeah, cool. Thanks, John. Chris, Rebecca. Great, we thanks so much. Really we up that, that really whole enjoyed bottle.
2: Yeah. No kidding? Yeah, oh, really? yeah we did. Oh, nice. wow. I should Work.
3: mention to the audience that it's only 13% alcohol. So,
2: right. oh, so it's, when, yeah. the, when the conversation is flowing, the sake is flowing. Right? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't Juice. stop flowing. Juice. Great stuff. Beautiful. Well,
3: um, we did our bit to um, invigorate the sake um, industry with our consumption tonight.
2: So
3: <laughs> hopefully we got a big tip right. from the National Tax Agency. There we are. Yep. <laughs> there we are. We're team yep. players.
1: We're yeah. team players. <laughs> with that, that'll do it for another episode of Sake On Air. Uh, If you have any questions, thoughts, feelings, again, you can email us at questions at sakeonair.com. Follow along with our conversations, discussions, adventures, journeys at sakeonair, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, um, Twitter. And yeah, let us know what you think. Um, And We'll be doing this again, uh, hopefully very, very soon, uh, because that was a lot of fun sake on air is brought to you with the fantastic support of the japan sake and shochu makers association and is broadcast from the japan sake and shochu information center located right here in the heart of tokyo the show is a production by Potsuke productions with audio work by mr frank walter
2: come by come by
1: that work cheers
3: every day is a good day Mm.
1: agreed Cheers to that.